0: Hello and welcome to episode number 364 of Smart Podcast, Trashy Books. I am Sarah Wendell, and this week I am joined by Melody and Aaron from the Heaving Bosoms podcast. It is a podcast-a-palooza. There is so much laughter. The dog barks. It's delightful. And basically, you're going to learn that they are each other's biggest fans, and if you need an episode to pick up your mood and toss it way, way up in the air, this will be that episode. Please do not miss the part where they reveal the secret ingredient to everything. Please be aware that at about minute 35, we start talking about old school romances, including a Viking romance by Johanna Lindsay, which contains a 19 layer cake of problematic content. So if that's not something that you are equipped to listen to today, just skip ahead at that point, probably about a minute to two minutes. In addition to being on the show today, you can find the Heaving Bosoms podcast wherever you catch our podcasts, but of course, I will link to it in the show notes, I will link to their Twitter, and I will link to the Facebook group that they mention in the event that you would like to join, because it sounds like a wonderful place. This week's podcast sponsor is More Mafia, book two in the Mafia series by Anne Royal Nicholas. Mafia book club member and celebrity talent agent Quinn is returning from business in Japan, when she sees her fellow muffs' former Israeli lover, Udi, who's supposed to be dead. Back in L.A., the muffs agree Udi's probably alive, but it's probably too dangerous to find out. Quinn's resolution to become a better person, dump her married lover, commence online dating, and resume pole dancing class, hits a roadblock when her boss, Jamie, confronts her with compromising photos and threatens to fire her. Now, Quinn must find out who's trying to sabotage her, urged on by former SEAL team member and borrowed by the book private investigator Frank Sexton. While her fellow muffs are busy with myriad antics and planning a swanky benefit for Alzheimer's disease, Quinn finds herself falling for Frank. And as the eve of the benefit arrives, her deepest wishes might just come true. More Mafia and all the books in the Mafia series can be found wherever books are sold and are also available digitally. Find out more at anneroyalnicholas.com. Every episode of this podcast receives a transcript, which is hand-compiled by Garlic Knitter. Thank you, Garlic Knitter. Today's podcast transcript is sponsored by The Winemaker's Wife by Kristen Harmel. Fans of The Tattooist of Auschwitz and Martha Hall Kelly will love this heartfelt, compelling novel set in World War II France. When Inès marries Michel, owner of the storied champagne house Maison Chauveau, she never imagined their lives would be ripped asunder by the specter of war. But now they face a vital choice. Do they join the resistance against the Nazis occupying the region, or does that pose too great a risk for them and the people they love, including Céline, the Jewish wife of their chef du cave? The daring, sometimes rash decisions they make have consequences stretching long beyond the war to the present day and a precious secret hidden in the champagne cellars of Chauveau. Pop Sugar calls The Winemaker's Wife a heart-wrenching story about how one decision can change our lives, perfect for fans of The Nightingale. Armando Lucas Correa, author of The German Girl, says once you start reading this moving novel, you will not be able to put it down until you reach the last page. The Winemaker's Wife by Kristen Harmel is on sale now wherever books are sold. Find out more at simonandschuster.com. If you have supported the show with a monthly pledge at our Patreon, thank you. You are a marvelous person and you're helping me make sure that every episode is accessible to everyone who wants to listen or read or both. And if you would like to have a look at our Patreon and join our community, it would be most excellent if you did. Patreon.com slash smartbitches. Monthly pledges begin at $1 per month, and your support for the show means everything. So thank you very, very much. I will have information at the end of the show about the music. I will have terrible jokes. And I, of course, will have links to everything we talk about in this episode, and there's a lot. But for now, let's do this interview, prepare for much silliness, affection, and laughter, as we welcome Melody and Aaron from Heaving Bosoms. hi welcome hi. i'm so excited you guys hi. are here oh my gosh
1: so, this is a fucking dream come true <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay so melody you're gonna be so damn tired of me because you and i are talking again on tuesday for this vocal thing no and, i'm like, into it
1: you're not gonna do it i know i'm so into it are you
0: kidding oh, so into it i'm like we're seriously gonna be tired of each other like we're gonna run into each other and target and be like oh it's you <laughs>
2: <laughs> no way no way not a, not, a, <laughs> not in this
1: universe or anywhere else
0: <laughs> okay so this is the only awkward part would you please introduce yourselves and tell the people who will be listening including my transcriptionist who has to learn to tell all of
1: us <laughs> apart who you are and what you do yeah absolutely Erin do you want me to take this or do you want to start
2: <laughs> I'm I'm Erin <Aaron>. um <laughs> what do you mean what we do? we're uh we do the heaving bosoms podcast I'm yeah, i yeah we're a- we're the heaving bosoms, bitches.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh.
0: All of the ideas for swag have now flooded my brain. Oh,
2: and yeah. as you know. How much can we swear?
0: Oh, oh as yeah, we m- swear. much as you, you
2: want. Oh, good. Okay, first of all, have you
0: seen the name of the website? Second of all, there's no FCC oversight. Third of all, Fair. I'm sure you can probably hear my ice cubes. I have uh, a, what is this? This is an amaretto rose, so I have amaretto Ooh. seltzer and lime juice sitting here. So life is good.
1: Um, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I just discovered White Claw, that vodka seltzer situation, <gasps> and like I am a changed goddamn person. I almost reached for it instead of the uh, iced coffee this morning Oops. as a total accident, Oops. and like thank God I caught myself because it was nine a.m. <laughs>
0: I was introduced to alcoholic ginger beer last night, and my life is a beautiful place.
1: Incredible, right? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So we are Heaving Bosoms. We're a podcast. Uh, We're a best friendship duo that decided to become a podcast. And we take each week or like, you know, sometimes we do two books over a week, but we do deep dives into novels. We essentially tell you the plot and the awesome and what we find like weird or whatever As sort of a a private book club, but that, you know, you have access to and we go on comedy tangents and like, you know, it's a whole thing. So essentially, that's essentially what Healing Bosoms is about. (laughs) And actually, it's funny because I've only done one. I don't think I think each of us have only done one episode with any kind of alcoholic um, situation involved. Most and of the time we were stone us, cold sober.
2: Yeah. And it was a bad thing. Like for yeah. both of us, I think it was bad because we kept, we try to recap meticulously the book and both right. of us were like, where <laughs> are we? What's <dead> happening? <laughs> like for me, I was like much more subdued because I was like, it's fine. I don't need to say anything about that page. And so <laughs> <laughs> a lot of comedy podcasts are drunk the whole time. We find
1: that we are funnier do it. and more on point when we're sober. <laughs>
0: Yep. I have very specific drinks that I will have while podcasting. Like an amaretto mm-hmm. rose is pretty low in alcohol. Otherwise, the first thing to go is my train of thought, which I kind of need mm-hmm. if I'm recording. For real. Right? So I'll be like, I-, I can't drink this while I'm podcasting or I will start a question and be like, wait, where am I? Who? What am I yep. doing? exactly. There was at one point, <laughs> com- just because of exhaustion, I started to record the intro and completely forgot the name of my own show. And I was like, this is not <laughs> a good thing. <day." laughs> It's <laughs> not gonna work. So yeah. you guys started your podcast. How did you decide? Let's talk about books and tell the whole internet. Now I love this whole idea. Let's talk about books and tell the internet. I have mm-hmm. many, many enterprises based on that whole idea. But how did you guys decide? All right, we're gonna make this a podcast.
1: Well, well we, we actually started it podcast first.
2: Because yeah, we well, wanted a we wanted a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And we
1: we were those friends who would go three, six months and then and like be still really good friends. But then we would have a marathon like seven to nine hour phone call. Oh,
0: yeah. There's a wonderful podcast called Friendshipping and they call that
1: Cactus Friends. You're just as good friends, but you don't require a lot of water and care and feeding. Exactly. So we were like, we really, really want to know each other more and be more involved in each other's lives. We need like a project, a project together that will force us to talk all the time. Mm -hmm. So we were like, what if we start a podcast?
2: And And we kicked around a lot of ideas, right, Erin? Yeah, we had a bunch of different ideas. Well, there are... Melody and I are very, very different people. I think it's it's pretty clear from our oh, show. Yeah. But like our v- our Venn diagram intersects it, like very few things, and it's like romance novels, the Bachelor, huh? True, 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 true crime, true crime, regular crime, regular crime, um, <laughs> actual crime. <laughs> Um Anything else? I can't think of anything I really else.
1: Think, I mean, sometimes like I play around at being a witch. And you're like, you know, you're tarot and you're all the other things. So, like, we sort of flirt with each other in that realm. But for the most part, we're very different people who just love each other dearly.
2: So, there's a bunch of Bachelor podcasts, there's a bunch of true crime podcasts. Well, there's just a
1: few
0: of those.
2: Um, Yeah, just a tiny tiny bit. bit. (laughs) And at the time we started, you were kind of the only game in town. And I already listened to Smart Bitches. um, (laughs) But. I, she was a smart I, bitch, if you I was, will. Well, I agree. like all your novel recommendation needs, right? But at the time, there wasn't anything out there that was just like people talking about no. books, like the plots of right. books, what do you like, what do you not like? Um, and blogs did, like blogs did that, but nothing in the audio. You're totally room, right. So I thought that's a podcast I'd like to listen to, so we may as well start that. And yeah, and then no I was
1: I was laying in bed at like three in the morning one day. Yeah, as you do, and I was like, as you do, you know. And I was like, oh my god, Erin, if we did that romance book thing you were talking about, like my idea at first was we could each read a book every week and then oh, tell god, each no. other the plot, <laughs> and we can call it Heaving Bosoms. And the only thing to stick out of that conversation was Heaving <laughs> Bosoms. Like the idea that both of us would read a separate book was just Banana Town bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> How did we
2: ever think we could put that into? Like, like not less than 4 hours i don't yeah. know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, so then we decided that no,
1: we would we would both read the same book and then recap it together. Because right. my my whole thing, I don't know how honestly you and other podcasters do it. If I had to not only do the work that comes with the podcast post-production, but also figure out like a brand new crazy in-depth like I need to find out interviews, I need to go into this, I need oh to like God. create my I'm own content, America. like uh, th- it just would never have happened. So I was like, "Leave that to the awesome professionals, like smart bitches." I cannot be responsible <laughs> for that kind of content.
2: Well, I'm or even like book reviews, like that's yeah, why no. we're never like this book is five stars, no. this book because it's like we're not professionals. No, we're just ladies talking about what we read this week. Yeah. um, We honestly, we had no idea like Romance Landia existed. We had no idea Romance Twitter existed. We were like, no one's going to read a book a week with us. And it turns out we're actually kind of slow readers. Yeah, we're (laughs) compared to everyone else. (laughs)
1: We're real slow. (laughs) Yeah. So when we got into it, um we thought to ourselves like this is our project. You know, this is our best friendship project. If we get 3 listeners, we are oh, yes! Fine. like we are
2: yeah, on I know that feeling.
1: Yeah, and like we set our goals really small and we were like this is just our thing together. This is us talking to each other and staying connected and being BFFs and then it just sort of exploded. So it's been, it's been wonderful and it's been amazing, but it really started as just like Aaron and I being bitches together. You know,
0: I, I, that's kind of how the <laughs> website started. So I fully understand that. Yeah. How long have you guys been friends? Where did you guys meet? <laughs>
1: how long have we been friends? We have been friends since 2011. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry. I know the date. Um Zeb is like, curious, by the way. I think,
0: oh, no, I know I the date too.
2: It's like October. Yeah, like fall 2011. (laughs) Here's how we know the date. Here's how we know (laughs) the date. So, Melody and I both competed in collegiate speech and debate, Mm -hmm. but kind of at different times because Mel took a break in the middle of college and then came back and that was kind of when I competed. So we never really overlapped that way. But then we both came back and coached a collegiate speech and debate team, and we just happened to be coaching the same team. Mm -hmm. So we're like driving vans of students around, like staying at hotels over the weekend. That's kind of how we got to be friends. Yeah, she she met
1: me at a coaches' meeting at the beginning of the thing, and she was like, "Oh God, this (laughs) this (laughs) (laughs) lady, oof,
2: she's going to be the worst." We were there for like a a, a meeting. It was a meeting and it was going to start like on time and everybody had their notes and their notepads and stuff. Mm -hmm. And Melody was laying on the floor (laughs) in the middle of the meeting, like we're all in a circle in chairs ready to begin the professional meeting (laughs) and Melody was laying on the floor reading a book. And I was like, who's Uh this? Who does she think she is? Like (laughs) it is 9.05 and this was supposed to start at nine. Like I'm not going to work well with whoever this is. She was anyway, wrong. We were work friends. So we didn't hang out outside of work. And yeah. then one day she passed me a note that says, do you want to hang out? Yes or no? And then had me circle one. And then when I circled yes, she took a picture of yep. it and memorialized the beginning of our friendship. Melody, you are yep. fearless. And that is so Melody's personality in a nutshell. Fearless. <laughs>
1: I say on the podcast often, I can only be me. Oh, yeah. God.
2: Like, dude, that's fearless. I the so meeting missed. with her on the floor. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, we started that meeting with Melody laying on the floor, <laughs> and she didn't even notice until like 10 minutes in. She's like, Oh, we started? God, no. <laughs> can't yeah anyways that's how we became friends
1: (laughs) yeah and then after that we were like very fast friends because we discovered that we have um if not the same opinions about things we dearly love a lot of the same things and like um you know we Mm -hmm. were working with the same students and the students would come away with um much different insights from us but they both Mm -hmm. wanted to coach with us again because they they realized that both were valuable and so yeah, and then Aaron actually we were only friends very um for a very short period of time in person. I think it was like 4 months. 3
2: or 4 yeah, months. October through the end of January. Yeah. So October 2011 through January 2012, and then I joined the As army you do. Yeah. I and then
1: Yeah. And then I would get these awesome like random phone calls because she would only get so much like phone time or whatever. So I would get like these phone calls. And if it was Aaron calling, I was like, Oh my God, I don't care what's going on. I have to pick up. I don't care if I'm asleep. I don't care if I'm in a meeting. I don't care what's going on. I was like, Oh my God, I I gotta go. You guys I have to take this call. And wow. I would get these crazy stories about this strong ass woman in boot camp getting gassed and like climbing ladders and, <laughs> and going through the mud and like being amazing. And so yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah
2: Sorry, that's, that's my idea of boot camp.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> right.
0: That's mud jellers. Yep. It. Okay. That's what Good. Army is. Yep. Yeah. Clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then how did you reconnect yeah, and, and then start we were- a show? Like
2: you're in Alaska, right, Erin? Yes, yes, I'm in Alaska. Yeah, I mean we never really um disconnected. Wow. Right. Um, because we would yeah. we would do the cactus friend thing. Um we'd talk for a long time and then we were kicking around like you know we should we should do something creative together we were always kicking around stuff like that like yeah. we need to do this together or that together um and then the idea of a podcast came up and we actually had other friends that we were thinking oh we could do it with this person or that person and then it just it, everybody kind of fell off and then it was just us and we just decided and to we were go like we can do it on our twosie it's fine we can do it with <laughs> our Dude. people we're interesting enough yeah you guys
0: are you guys are the type of guests where I could just hit record and leave the room
2: (laughs) no we're sorry sorry no it's so
0: (laughs) great it is so great like there are times when I'm doing an interview and I'm like go looking at my questions and I'm getting very very short answers and I'm thinking okay I'm gonna have to come up with some (laughs) questions that aren't algebra and some random bullshit because this is a very short answered concise interview like you guys are the greatest! Oh. Like I'm having the best time listening to you re- re- reminisce about your friendship. Like it's
2: so lovely. Sorry, <laughs> you'll and notice. You we can ch- read a 250 page book and talk for four <laughs> solid hours about it for some reason. So <laughs> whoops, yeah.
0: <laughs> seems seems like uh, seems seems logical to me. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's kind of how my whole life works. Yeah,
2: fair, fair, fair. Yeah,
0: I understand completely. And you can keep going back to that book mm-hmm. for like five years. Oh yeah, I remember that one? That one. one asshole that (laughs) absolutely oh ask me to tell you the plot of lord of nicholas lords of the satyr by Mm. uh, maybe that's what we should
2: read for when you come on our podcast
0: (laughs) oh Oh, it's oh he's a hemipene. Once a month, he grows two penises and has to have sex with both. Oh yes, hemipine. he does. He has to. <laughs> yes, it's like he it's like to. the world's worst, most annoying menstrual period. You <laughs> <know>? <laughs> and then there's some tree eating like there's a trees that eat lesbians who are evil, oh and there's a creature that lives behind his balls, like. It's- <laughs> What? what it is
2: it's <laughs> oh. called the seeker so many books in the world so little time oh like, my gosh <laughs> incredible I, was, uh. I
0: remember this was years and years ago i read this book and i still like obviously i still talk about it mm-hmm. and i was like reading it and just just hollering uh-huh just yelling yeah yell, like oh my god no, no. What
2: is happening now?
0: Oh my, god. And my husband there. came in he's like are you okay and I'm like I don't know if I'm okay I really don't
2: <laughs> we read um oh uh now I'm Mel I'm blanking what is it what's is it bigfoot pirate husband? haunts my balls no 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 <laughs> but, so, you just to check tangle, so just like let that sit with you yeah um no 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 what is the uh what's the first alien book we read the oh,
1: first oh alien i'm sorry that was it's mastered by her mates by grace goodwin the goddess yes. that is grace goodwin yeah okay
2: Ugh. i was reading we were reading mastered by her mates by oh grace my goodwin. god a society and built on double penetration and <laughs> incest and incest and- <laughs> I got to the point where I found out – so she's married to cousins, and I got to the point in the book where I found out that one cousin was the vagina alien and (laughs) one cousin was going to be the butt alien, like, (laughs) that it had been decreed by their culture and society – and I started laughing, and my husband was like, What? And I told him, I'm like, One of these aliens is going to be the butt alien. <laughs> <laughs> vagina alien, I guess. And then he looks at the cover, and like one is making out with her, and the other one is staring at her butt. And he's like, oh, I can figure out he's which like, one's duh. the butt alien. <laughs> oh, our poor husbands.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's
1: delicious.
2: That's amazing.
0: Oh, see, I think one of the things that I like so much about your show and the way that you approach books is that we have a very similar alignment in that there isn't a good, bad line. It's actually a quadrant because there's good and there's bad. And then there's enjoyable and there's not enjoyable. And that's yeah. the y-axis. Mm-hmm. So if you've got bad and enjoyable, it's the best. Oh.
2: oh. And I mean, that book wasn't bad. It was bonkers. Right? Like, bonkers I, is I was, you know. It was well written. It was very good. It was just like, you just had no idea what was wrong. Yeah. You just corner. had to roll with the punches or yes. else. <laughs> you just kind of have to go yeah. with it. Nice. And
1: if,
0: if someone asks you about what you're reading, you just kind of have to be like, N-no. no, <laughs> no. Thanks. Like every now and again at synagogue, someone will ask me what I'm reading. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm reading a book. How about you? Yeah, what are you reading? I'm reading something with words. All 26 letters of the alphabet probably in there somewhere. Not discussing Oh it. my god.
1: I have no compunction when it comes to that. And so I'm just like, Man, I'm reading this book! And it's about this lady who gets just, she just gets, she gets mated with these dudes because of this machine that goes into her brain and, and finds out what her kinks are. And then she's like, you are made for these dudes. And then she gets to it and there are seven And their dogs are a foot and a half long. They are also cousins. (laughs) It is the best. There is what is called an anal training box. Like I will just go into it, (laughs) and everyone is like, "Oh God, okay." Four
0: simultaneous coronary attacks were reported in one synagogue. Oh, (laughs) so
2: happy! Oh my god
0: so what do you like most about about hosting your podcast? Like what is your favorite thing about doing it? Because I can tell how much you love your show and how much you love each other and it's just so friendly and warm. What is the thing that you love most about
1: it? Oof. There's two things for no? me. One okay. is I get so much more access to Erin and she has to talk to me. It is amazing and <laughs> okay, <you're>
2: pretty elusive.
1: <laughs> She is contractually motherfucking obligated. So it's like to a captivity to to narrative, then. It's a captivity yeah. story. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. I get it. Yep. I am here by her one true mate. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> that's part of it. <clears throat> the other part of it, honestly, is um, all the feedback that we've gotten back from listeners being like, I used to be really. Um, I used to be really ashamed yep. of what I liked yep. to read. And I used to hide it. I was so glad when Kindle came yep. out because I didn't have to wrap my books in paper anymore. I was so excited because I I didn't have to like, you know, buy books from a person anymore and watch them judge me at Barnes and Noble or wherever they bought their books. So the biggest the biggest thing other than unfettered ass- access to Aaron was having people be like I, n- I have so much more of a love and an open love of romance because I found this community where not only they listen to us, but they interact with like the rest of the people that also listen to the podcast a lot of times via our Facebook group or just like via the online in different ways. And they're like, I'm so much more proud of the fact that I love romance and it's not an escape anymore. It's just something that I fucking love because it's awesome and it's empowering and it's sex positive And it centers the woman and thereby me or, you know, whoever they are, it centers, it centers the human experience at the center of the narrative. And that's what matters. And that's been my favorite thing. It's just like, connecting with all these people. Um because once again, Aaron and I were big dum-dums and we didn't know that Romance Landia existed.
2: <laughs> we still are big dum yeah, But dumb-dums. now we know that <laughs> Romance Landia exists. Yeah. I mean, besides the uh talking to Melody a lot more, <laughs> sometimes multiple times a day <laughs> now, um I guess I mean Mel kind of touched on it, but again, I just I just didn't know this community was out there. I I didn't discover romance novels until college and mm. I've said this like many times on the podcast so, so sorry if you're one of our listeners and you've heard this a million times but like I found one author um because I picked up her book because it had it was like a funny uh cover that amused me and like I picked it up kind of as a joke and then I was like there's sex in this book <laughs> like I I had no idea that there were like sex books like I It blew my mind and I thought it was just that author. Mm -hmm. So I was going around being like, Have you guys heard of this author? (laughs) She writes sex books, which is like so dumb. (laughs) And then I found out that like romance novels all had, like mostly have, uh, uh, you know, sex scenes and are, you know, dirty smut. And then I was obsessed, but I didn't know anyone else who read them. And I had no idea that this whole community was out there. So selfishly, I'm just, I'm so happy we started this so that I could learn that all of that was out there. And there are so many women that love these books and, um, you know, get a ticket to the show. Like now I feel like we're part of this big community. Yeah. And I would have never even found out.
1: Yeah. And I love the fact that it's an industry that celebrates women's work.
2: You know, because there
1: there are so some more articulate
2: than me. No, that's not true. and other people read textbooks. <laughs> <laughs> says the lawyer no, of our duo. Go Please, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you are anyway, so much go more. on with your women's work, and you
1: know. <laughs> no, but really, though, like it's a it's an industry, and it is a passion that is so centered on the the feminine experience. And I don't mean that in like a binary way. I, because, you know, it, I think there was a, there was a moment in history where romance was very, very binary centric. And I think that's true about a lot of it books is, still, yeah. right. But yeah, but I do think that the, the industry as a whole has, has done a little bit of work at least to include, um, you know, non non-binary versions of, of gender, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just the idea that like the personal is celebrated the the interior emotional life is celebrated instead of like you know cuz spy novels or whatever else like the shoot 'em up bang bang mystery detective books have always existed but those aren't something to be shameful about reading for any gender because a man is centered in it and so i i just love the fact that we've tapped into this Industry and this, um, this uh, I don't know, moment of existence in, yep. in life where the feminine and not binary, you know what I mean, experience is elevated in a way that I think is really important.
2: So I agree. I agree. Simultaneous agreement <laughs> across six times. I uh, <laughs> co sign to all the smart, <laughs> feminist, different melodies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep <laughs> so how has your friendship changed since you started the show you've talked a little bit about how much you love being in co- regular contact with each other and how well how um Aaron, you're now melody's time zone prisoner um Really, time zone <laughs> aliens, time twisting, aliens. Sure. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Yeah, that sounds like a great. No, I'm fine, fine with that. Sure. Fine. Yep. How has your yeah. How has your
0: friendship changed since you started the show?
2: Uh, we talk a lot more, a lot yeah. more. But I also feel like sometimes we lose the quality of our former conversations. Yeah, we talk because less. We're all podcasts all mm-hmm. the time, so it's it's almost like we talk. Way more, but also sometimes less about the stuff that um, matters and we don't necessarily want to share with everyone, which, I mean, especially for Melody, is a very small right. percentage of her life. Right. <laughs> she mostly wants to I share everything a with everyone. But <laughs> yeah. um, it's interesting because like, I-, I felt like before we were trying to carve out a time to talk and be mm-hmm. friends, and now... Even though we're talking two, three, four, five times a day and two hours a week, um, I still feel like sometimes we have to carve out that time to be friends. Um, so I don't know that it's changed much. Well, I feel like I'm more in tune with your rhythms. Yeah. So yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're definitely- I can tell by a text silence what- <laughs> Like if, <laughs> if I'm- What's going on? If I'm on okay or not. Here. Yeah. I can tell by how quickly you respond to my texts if you're in like uh, a depressive mm-hmm. time or a not depressive time yeah. uh, now when I used to not be able to read that. Absolutely. Well. well, and I
1: think that I know you better because now yeah, I, think I can say like, oh, I think I know how Erin's going to react to whatever happens, you know, and I'll check in with her yeah. to
2: confirm <laughs> that. Whereas before mm-hmm. I would literally be asking, like, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Um I think you were a much more of an enigma to me before we started the podcast. (laughs) Well, we're so so different. different. Like we have a lot of respect for each other and we like a lot of the same things and agree about a lot of like big world stuff, but our operating procedures like day to day and like emotionally are, I think extremely different. Our coping mechanisms, like all of that is extremely different. So Melody used to be like, I don't really know what happens in her brain, mm-hmm. and now I feel like I do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, but <laughs> we do definitely still. <laughs> it me. According to Aaron, honest. it is Banana Town bonkers. <laughs> 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 I would also agree with that a lot of times. Um, but yeah. yeah, we do. We talk a lot more frequently, but we do still need to carve out times and like yeah. set boundaries about like what is content and what is friendship. That's a
0: very important you know? distinction.
1: Yeah. Cause there are times where literally I do not care. So I will say something and I will be like, I'm totally fine with also sharing that, at least for the patrons or whatever. And Aaron is very mm-hmm. much like, mm, that's a friendship thing. Whereas <laughs> something else we could definitely share as right. content, you yeah, know? Right, right.
0: And you also have the ability to, like, I will just tap my ring against the microphone as a reminder to my future self. Oh, you got to take that out. That's not going to work. Because sometimes you'll be going into a conversation with someone, and I imagine this is especially true because you're such good friends. Romances are about intimacy in lots of different kinds of yeah, intimacy. And right. so that can create a very intimate conversation where later someone will email me and say, I, I was talking about this thing and um, I kind of forgot that the whole internet was going to hear. Can you take that out? Um, I most of the time I've already taken it out or I've, I've like verified, do you want to tell the whole internet about that? Because mm-hmm. The, the, mm-hmm. the level of intimate confidence and Connection that goes on just between the reader and the book when you speak to another reader who yeah. has that same connection with their reading material, it creates a really intimate conversation. And I'm, I keep trying to find a different word, but really intimate is very, very it. it's it's visceral, no, no, it's,
1: right? It's so true, it's so true. And a lot well, of times we call that TMI with <laughs> Melody, uh, because I am that's a segment we have
2: on our show called TMI with Melody. <laughs>
1: I think the most recent Hi. one was me being like I've always asked for
2: more tit slapping in books thank oh goodness God, this yes. one showed me some tit slapping yeah and you asked for it I and you it. got it and guess what you wish that you could take that back well, didn't in you? this case yeah <laughs> it wasn't how I imagined it <laughs> But it's not even just, you know, when you're talking to your best friend about a sex book, like a lot of times you're like, oh, this, this doesn't happen in the real world. And then the other one will be like, actually, that happened to my friend Natalie or whatever. And then you have to be like, Natalie, probably. like It's not even just you. It's like you're just talking to your friend and you don't. You don't think about the stuff that you're saying about you or your friend or right. ex boyfriend or you know whoever. Yeah, might and not the appreciate. one thing that's
1: nice about our current you know structure is just that um, you know we do all of the editing and everything in house, so it's a really easy thing to like. We'll have a conversation and be like, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. hey, take that out," and then we'll restart and talk about it again in a different way, or we'll we'll redact yep. names or whatever it is. So it helps that we also do the production in-house in house yes. in that sense.
0: It's a responsibility, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. absolutely. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: What have been some of your favorite episodes or books? We were talking about this before we started recording, and I absolutely <laughs> loved the trailer for Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating <laughs> and then the two episodes that followed because you were just so fucking delighted to not have to warn anybody about
1: anything. Like, we don't have any content warnings, and this is a fucking delight. Yeah, we were jubilant. Well, we had just come off um, the Viking Book of Terror, where there were oh like eight God. rapes, and <laughs> we were supposed to be rooting for them the
2: whole time, and <laughs> it was a horror show. It was like a old school, old yeah, school yeah, yeah. romance. Um, we tried to do an old school every once in a while just to like kind of keep ourselves in check, but there are always people who like grew up, <laughs> yeah. like that was their first one, and they have like this nostalgic love of this like thing that if you read it now, it's just like yeah. horrifying, um, but no one's read it. A lot it of Joanna yeah. Lindsay is so- like that. Yes, well, I guess yeah, and so we read that Joanna Lindsay, and then we read a young adult book oh, that was yeah. also very like, like um, very problematic. Uh, I guess is the best yeah, way to put it. It was like very constant gray. Right. It was a, um, no, and <laughs> like, it was not uh, a young
1: adult book. They're going to
2: come for our jugulars. It was a what? new adult book set in high school. Oh God, yeah, because. The moment she turned eighteen, yeah, sex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. um, I think they both turned eighteen on the page. It It was also new adult because like the
1: themes were much more grown up slash problematic than people would ever agree upon for YA. So, yeah.
2: And then the next one we Josh read was Haven. Oh no, we read Haven. Oh, yeah, by Rebecca Weatherspoon, which we super oh, God, I I loved. That so loved. much, we loved that book, but, but it was it still heavy, very angsty, yeah. and very uh, dark, especially uh, at the big... nope, the whole time. It was, it was dark. But it was um, lovely. It was, wonderful. it was lovely from start to finish. It was just we like loved set it.
1: in serial killer times, and it didn't really leave serial killer times. <laughs>
2: so... <laughs> and that's a book that was not. It's not a book that I would have picked up without the podcast because it's kind of not right. my thing. Um, and we still super, super yeah. loved it. So we had come off of like five weeks of just like dark mm-hmm. angst, and we had to put all these like content warnings, serial killers, content warning rapes, content warning like all these different things. And then um, and Josh finally, and it was Haynes, just oh, Hazel, they just wanted friends. They just <laughs> went to smooch each other and go mini golf, smooch yeah. and, and mini golf. Um, that was nice,
1: everyone. Oh, octopus, yep. octopus. Um. <laughs> Yeah. So that was, that so was yeah, one of my work. favorites, honestly. Um, what else?
2: Let's Let's there were some, some of my favorites are the books we really did. Yeah. Love. Those um, are always I, really good. I will I tell you
0: the most popular um, category on the site is F plus.
2: Mm, That's the most traffic. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Really?
0: If you if you sort reviews by grade and look at the traffic, it's always F and F plus reviews when people are having shitty days, they're like, I want to hear somebody rant about a bad book makes me yeah feel
2: oh yeah i need to get into those i always jump straight to squee i'm like what do right <laughs> now? But, okay i'll uh i'll start perusing the f plus yeah off i it. really like um mastered by our oh, mates is a really good yeah, one that's one of my favorites because it's so bonkers we just like cracked each other up the whole any time. any alien
1: time just like fucked up penis book is my favorite. What's <laughs> Ruby Dixon? We also did those blue aliens with the penis spurs. God Ice Planet. Yeah, Ice Planet.
2: Well, we decided to change the title with all respect, Ruby Dixon. Oh, Nixon. yeah. Ice Planet Sex Barbarians. Colon. I just felt like the cadence. Fucking you're real good. Sex Planet Ice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sex Planet Ice Barbarians. <laughs> Fucking you're real good. Anyway, um, so those are some of my favorites.
1: Honestly, I discovered yeah. a new, like, kink question mark via this podcast because i didn't know that i liked alien books so much i didn't know i love love it um i also let's Um, see the cult was formed after beard science our our episodes on beard science by penny mm -hmm. reed
2: I love our love hacked episode by Penny Reed. A lot of our good inside jokes That's came out of true. love hacked. Um, it's a book that Melody just like super loved, but I couldn't yeah. get over that the hero was an international cyber <laughs> terrorist that threatened the uh, the security of the she United States of America it. for no kind of reason. Um, well, I so mean, when
0: you, when you when you when uh, you commit your entire life and body to serving the country, you know, because you, you kind of joined the army, yeah. that makes sense so, that you'd find that a little bit. Problematic.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that book was real close to home <laughs> for me. I was just like, stop it. Why? Just because you can? <laughs> stop it. <laughs> you? Yeah. Everyone loves Split, which was a book we super hated by uh Jamie. Oh, yeah, Split was a rough time. Writes well, but it was not for us, <laughs> but it was very uh dark. I also really liked um <laughs> we did
1: Tiffany Rice's um Men at Work series. And Yeah. And we also did. the the Oh Oh, my God. Listen, I have a very minotaur. Oh yeah. Minotaur sex. I can't even, I think during her Halloween treat was when my lady love, well, we've had multiple listeners be like, I knew that you guys were for me when they heard my lady love on her Halloween treat. And I said that I wanted there to be retailed crotchless leggings (laughs)
2: because To yeah. sleep because so I want to be warm, but also air out want, her undercarriage. We should I'm, say we end every episode with something called a lady love, which is like a thing that's cheering us up and helping us with self care uh, this week that we can recommend to others. And hers was an imaginary product. How is that not a real thing? Un- how off? is that not a real
1: thing? You get warm times all over your body, but your vagina still gets to air out. Is how thing? is this not a thing?
2: Yes, this is. I believe you said mucous membranes yep. on the episode, which grossed me out to my core. <laughs> yep, Gross. And not like the romance novel core, like like <laughs> heart core. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have a Swiss cheese memory, so it's really hard for me to pinpoint. Oh, oh, also, I cannot play the favorites game. So I have a really hard time with like, what? That's why we have twenty. Who's your favorite, episodes. and that's why this quest this answer was twenty minutes long. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> we don't
2: have one. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Isn't it rather amazing that romance can do all of
2: these different things? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's not it's stunning, isn't it? That's- I was just when we don't like a book, we are we try very. I mean, sometimes we hate it because it's like problematic mm-hmm. and like. I, there's reasons, but if it's just like, it's not our thing, that's most of them. It's like, this might be somebody else's like number one favorite thing to read about. Oh yeah. Not ours. And it's so crazy how much romance diversity there is just in terms of like what people like to read about. It's insane. There's so much.
1: yeah. Yeah. And we had some, some questions from listeners up front being like, are you ever worried about this and that? And you know, when we when we talk badly about a book or whatever, and um at, at first we were really we were really nervous about it because we were like, you know, we have we have we we I personally think that all authors are wizards. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Like I, I think that the the craft and the art itself is so impressive, no matter what level you're writing at. Like just to write a novel even if it's not even readable is such a commitment and such a labor of love.
2: And to put it out there is yes. so brave just to have the light like of us be like, we right, didn't right, like right. it. So, so like, I mean, that's why we God. a
1: don't call ourselves reviewers because I don't, I don't feel comfortable or, um, Learning. yeah, like qualified you know? enough that's to call myself a reviewer. Yeah. But B we also upfront at each episode that we don't like, We're really careful about being like, hey, this is my hangup," or like this is the reason or this is the week I've had or like I don't like, you know, alpha assholes just as a rule. So this is not going to be my jam, but it's likely Mm -hmm. going to be your jam. If all the things we say don't squeak you out, you should definitely pick up this book, you know? Oh, yeah.
2: So, yeah, we that said. I was super, super worried that, like, at KissCon, Susan Elizabeth Bills would make eye contact oh with God. me. Um, so, I mean, it is also kind yeah. of scary. yeah, Yeah, you know, yeah. But then she didn't come to KissCon. Well, so 2020, let's like, let's let's just put our girl panties on for 2020. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I honestly, I get a little more squeamish when we don't like somebody who's self-published or young in their career. I, I honestly don't like... Worry myself about not liking a Susan Elizabeth Phillip book. She's I mean, doing fine. She's, yeah, she's fine. you don't yeah, need to worry fine. about that. Gonna, you're okay. Yeah, you're okay. There, are, <laughs> there are enough people who love it. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. Exactly. And we heard oh, we from them, we. so we yeah, know they're out there. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: that was actually uh, one of my questions. What are some of the feedback pieces you get from listeners?
2: I mean, we've gotten a, we've gotten a lot of emails from people that you know say. The first, the thing that Mel said about having originally been ashamed of what they read, or the, you know the types of things they liked in romance, even, and then um, listening to us be just so uh, excited mm-hmm. about Isn't it. Isn't that awesome. the best feeling? Um,
0: God, I love that. It's Like, oh, yeah. there is. And we are yeah. never going to run out of room at this table. Come on over and sit down.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, people who are going through some kind mm-hmm. of a hard time and they put on our podcast because it's basically just women <laughs> cackling at each other. I, I think it's probably mm-hmm. hard n- not to um, be in a good mood when you're just listening to other women laughing and, and being friends. And so we've gotten a lot we of had, that kind of feedback. We had one
1: listener who like really, really just hit my heart. We actually have had two. I mean, there have been so many more, but like the two I can think of right now. One of them was um, a woman who was in an interracial relationship and she was having a hard time because you know she was sort of bucking her her family's expectations and it was it was really tough and so just she said that just listening to the podcast and hearing about you know my my sort of hiccups or, or hilarious anecdotes or, you know, like a heartfelt love for my family because I'm in an interracial relationship and I'm, I'm raising two beautiful little hoppa babies. Um, and she, I don't know, she, she told, she told this to Aaron, but, um,
2: Uh, I was just about to say, we run into a lot more people that are like, Melody changed my life no. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> with X, Y, and Z, or like when we saw her beautiful relationship or whatever. Is Melody around? <laughs> like, there was a lot of that. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> when I went to kiss. I was like, Erin, uh, you're so funny on the podcast, but Melody really helped me through my postpartum depression. <laughs> Well there's or like, you know, my depression or whatever, I'll be like, oh, she's not here No, that's that's not
1: true. But we definitely um yeah, that that one listener really I, I don't know, it, it made me feel like just existing was helpful, you know, like even yeah. though I'm I'm not trying to like be the poster child for interracial relationships or whatever. Like we are sort of a village that is um that is unique in our own way, and so it was cool to hear that it, my random anecdotes, um, you know, helped her in in some way or another and then we also had a listener who emailed us from um what she essentially described as like a remote village in Africa and she was like i i discovered your podcast and it's been really cool to hear people talking about things that i'm interested in because in in this place in particular like there's literally nobody and so it was
2: after we'd read uh, a princess in theory yeah and she cool. was. She also emailed us to correct us on a few things that we yeah. were like, is this how this works or is that how this works? Yeah. And she's like, this is how it works. This is very similar to, you know, the tribe or the village that I'm in. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. It was so cool. It was so, so cool.
0: It's really kind of incredible how far I, podcasts reach, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, it really is. And I also want to know, my favorite kind of feedback is this, and <laughs> maybe this is selfish. Oh, I, can't I don't wait. know. I can't wait oh god I just like <laughs> I just wish it was with you on this why did I come here um but it's like we're our we're we're like our little we're like a little uh ragtag unprofessional operation of like we both got jobs we're kind of cobbling this together right. um on the weekends and so there's a lot of times where it's like oh shit, we deleted the file or um, neither of us read the book this week. Well, really, it's just me who forgets to read the book (laughs) Um, or just like something like that where it's like, fuck, we're sorry, we don't have an episode right now. Um, And every time we get like Lots of people oh that'll email us or comment on that post of like, sorry guys, who are just like, take your time. We're here for you. Like, Aww. don't worry. But no one has ever been pissed off that we've been like late on an episode or like, uh, you know, taken a long time. We had this thing where if people gave us a five star iTunes review, we would do the book that they recommended to us. We're like a year behind on some of those books. <laughs> well, we just got so. Much
1: yeah, no, and, and it's not because we no off or like fuck, you know, fucked around on yeah. it. It's because we've gotten so many you know the list is so long that like we we only do an episode a week we cannot get to everybody's yeah in a timely fashion and everybody has
2: been me up that we're not fulfilling promises to people like oh the episode is later i haven't gotten the patreon smurr schmers out or like whatever and like all of them are always emailing us being like hey it's cool we don't care we're all in this together no we seriously
1: like the listeners are so incredible and and i've seen like for the most part that. That is romance landia, you know, because I feel like so many authors either started out or are currently writing while also having day jobs, or you know, the the listeners in and of themselves have seven hobbies, including reading romance novels, and also are kick ass in their real life professions, and they also raise kids, and you know, like again, it just comes back to this very very supportive, wonderful women's kind of ecosystem that I don't think you find in a lot of other places. And it's just it makes me want to be a better person every time somebody is like don't worry about it. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I just want to do this for you because I know that you're going to be there for me even if I don't, but it it makes me I don't know, it makes me want to to fulfill all the promises that much faster, you know? Totally. Mm-hmm.
0: Plus, you've already you've already said you know this. I show up as I am, and because you do, and you show up exactly as you are, your your community accepts you as you are and wants you to be exactly who yeah. you are. And so that's that's exactly what they want. They don't want this perfected, idealized, and always together person. They want you to be yeah. who you are.
2: Yeah, thank goodness. That's true. You know, Oof. yeah, because yeah, we would not. Do yeah, not, me neither. Not
1: a chance. <laughs> nope, not happening. <laughs>
0: What is your process for selecting books? And do you ever guys do you ever get in like a big old fight? Like, I'm not reading that. Like, no, hard no, not reading that. Negative, oh, negative, no. negative.
2: I was so worried. Your question was just what is your process? <laughs> I was like so nervous if you do not have a process. I'm not
0: having a process. Like, we had a process yeah. yeah, not having a process counts <laughs> as having a process. I'm
1: sorry. Listen, we have a process. It's just a process that lives in my ADHD brain. Okay. (laughs) Do not look to the layman like a process, but it exists. Hey, I have
0: many, many miles on Seat of Your Pants airline.
2: I understand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um Um, well I'll do that. So Um, we started off like our original intent was we're going to, instead of us selecting books, because we kind of didn't want that to be uh, a responsibility that we had to be Mm -hmm. accountable for, we decided we would just take recommendations and we started this bribe where you, if you gave us a five-star iTunes review, we would, we would promise that we would do the book that you recommended. Or if you didn't like our podcast, I don't know why you would want us to do a book you recommended right. if you didn't like our podcast and didn't want to give us five star, but whatever. If you didn't want to give us an iTunes review, you could just email us and we would put it on the list or not, depending on if we wanted to do it. Then mm-hmm. the response to that was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like, oh, shit, we've just committed to doing seven years of this podcast <laughs> because of how many books now we have promised, you know, and we have
1: taken the bride. Meanwhile, once again, I get unfettered Um, access to Erin, so I'm just fist pumping by
2: myself. (laughs) She's like, she can't quit. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then we noticed that the overwhelming majority of the recommendations we were getting right away were um, historical Regency ballroom, white, heterosexual... Romances. Yeah. And even if it
1: wasn't historical, it was just like cis, gender, heterosexual, super white, whether it was contemporary or sports or whatever yeah. else, you know,
2: I would say it was 80% historical. And then yeah. like another 19% were contemporary white, cis, uh, mm-hmm. heterosexual romances. And then there was like maybe 1% other. Yeah. Um, And so we were, what we were losing out on were diverse authors, diverse characters, um, paranormals, you know, like all these other genres of things too, you know, self public, almost all of them were traditionally published books, you know? So there was this like huge part of the spectrum that we were missing in romance. So what we do is every... I'd say, what, two, three months, we put out a reading list because we never know whether our episodes are going to be one-parters or two-parters, so we can't really pin down the date everything's going to come out, but we can at least say, these are the next five books we're going to do. and Usually, we keep to that. Sometimes, we add some flavor in there somewhere, but I try to make sure that those five books, we've got a contemporary, we've got a historical, we've got racial diversity we've got um you know kink diversity if you will we've got or sexuality um, diversity. members of yeah. all different sexualities yeah we try we try to get you know like paranormal contemporary like all the different genres that we can in there and make sure out of those five they aren't like five of the same thing or even mm-hmm. two of the same thing um and we try to get an old school one in there just for kicks um so that's what I'm trying to do. Sometimes we're not succeeding because sometimes a book is advertised one way and then you crack it open. And you're like, oh, yeah. this isn't really what I thought it was going to yeah. be um but that's at least kind of what we're trying yeah, to do. Yeah, but especially
1: since, you know, it's it's so important to get especially own voices out there, we're definitely um doing our best mm-hmm. to have our own picks in there once in a while to make sure that we get some people of color, some um some LGBTQ, you know, like all of that and we try to pick as many own voices as we possibly can. So
2: Right. So some of the things we're reading aren't necessarily recommendations. We try to make as many of our books as we can recommendations yeah. from readers, but also we want to make sure we're, we're covering the whole spectrum of romance as much yeah. as we can.
1: Absolutely. Oh, and, and as a result, we don't fight. There's, and, and I think that we're both like, yeah, we have
2: no, we're, we're all kind of not in control. Yeah. It, and, so. and
1: we're both like open-minded enough slash, um it's not schadenfreude, but like, you know, we're both like, I mean, even if we don't like this, we're, <laughs> no. we're gonna, it's gonna be
2: funny. Yep. Like, <laughs> so it doesn't really yeah. matter. <laughs> it's almost better when it's like, when I open a book and I think, oh, I'm not yeah. reading this. It usually means. It's yeah. A good
1: episode. <laughs> even if you have to get creative to make sure it's a good episode.
0: So speaking of episodes, yeah. what advice mm-hmm. would you give anyone considering starting a podcast? Or what would you tell your past selves if, if you could go back in time?
1: Ooh, <sighs> it doesn't have to be perfect. Yes, thank you. Oh, me. my God. To you heard my yeah. dog
0: earlier, right? Yeah, it's not have to be perfect.
1: Yeah, I still... I still every once in a while. It's usually when I'm in like an anxiety depressive spiral. Like Erin can tell, I'm just like you know.
2: I was gonna say I'm just so happy. No, you're I, doing this I, it is Anymore. no, it's true. Like I get more. <laughs> he just wants everything to be perfect, and it's like Melody. It's okay. To, I, it's I get okay. in a place where
1: I have to like control what I can control, and yeah. like a lot of times that is audio, or that is editing, or that is something like I put my hands on and make it work. Um, so Mm -hmm. yeah, it absolutely does not have to be perfect and your voice matters, you know, like it, it, we were lucky because I think that we came, we definitely came into the romance podcast land before the explosion. Like, I don't know what was in the zeitgeist Mm -hmm. at the time, but All of a sudden, there's been like this huge explosion of romance podcasts, which is awesome. But I definitely think that especially now, you do need to find like your place in the niche. Um, Mm -hmm. So your specific voice matters. And it does not have to be perfect.
2: And I want to say, too, this is something we say a lot, um, that if you're thinking of starting a podcast, whatever... Area or whatever you're thinking about doing, our our motto, <laughs> like our secret motto, is kind of the secret ingredient is love. Yeah, like so. True. If you're starting something just because you want to ride the wave of the thing that's hot right now, or you want to get into podcasting or, you know, whatever it is, if you're doing it because you think there's a niche or you think there's a trend or something, it's not going to work. Right. Um, And if you're doing it with somebody who you don't love, it's not going to work or at least like respect enough uh, that it borders on love. Mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah. Um, Because it, it really, that, Really comes through. And I think that's the difference between a successful podcast and an unsuccessful podcast.
1: I agree. I completely agree. Yeah. I think that if Aaron and I had tried to do any of the other ideas we kicked around, whether it was the Bachelor podcast or like a true crime podcast or like whatever it was, mm-hmm. I don't think that it would have been sustainable because. God, we love this. Like, this yeah. is absolutely a labor of love. And and I find that even if, like, even during the weeks, if I'm really down or something and I'm like, oh, I do not want to do this editing, like it's going to be hours of my life. The moment I start and I listen to our conversation back again, and I'm giggling along with us once again, or I'm like really engaged in, in the book or, you know, whatever we're talking about. I'm like, Oh my God, this isn't, this isn't hard. I'm just like listening to my conversation with my best friend again. Like that's fucking fun. So Uh yeah, definitely the secret ingredient is love. Yeah. I completely agree with you.
0: And that's really good advice because it, it asks people that you consider the why, why are you doing this? Why is, why is this a work that you are undertaking and why do you want to do this? And if it is delivering a sort of intrinsic joy while you do it, then it's always worth it. Like I love my podcast. I love it so much, and I mm-hmm. enjoy so much of it, and I love thinking, you know, I wonder if this completely random person who doesn't know me would talk to me. Let's find out i <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> love it, I love it so much, and i I can always tell when someone is having a really good time on their show it's the it's it's the almost intangible but extremely visible element of a podcast, mm.
2: yeah, and I think even when you're doing like a snarky thing like even when we hate a book we love that you know like it's it's still about love because we love the yes. genre yeah I, I think there are some people who are like "Ooh, I'll do like a snarky podcast that just like makes fun of whatever like bad movies or bad books or whatever and if you don't love movies or you don't love books and you don't actually love reading or watching mm-hmm. those things you're not it's not gonna work out
0: so I always ask this question what are you reading that you want to tell people about
2: Oh, that I want to tell people. We got to record a well, one like an less than an hour here about something that I don't want to tell people about. I'm dreading it, Mel. Okay, I don't know about you. Listen, here I go. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm just looking at my
1: Kindle real quick. Um, one, there is this uh, there's this little book called um, "New Girl in Town" by Rebel Carter. Oh yeah. Oh my God. It is this, um, it's this Latinx heroine and a younger man. And it is so, ah, it's so quick and it's so fun and it's so heartfelt. And like, um, there is some public sex that really did it for me. It is delicious. Um, so that's one thing. Also, this is the week that Brazen and the Beast came out. I have already started it and I, I couldn't stop myself. Like I'm I'm reading the book that, that we have to read for the podcast, and yet I could not stop myself from opening up Brazen and the Beast by Sarah McLean. Um, the year of Hattie is just making my absolute life. <laughs> it is this Regency heroine just taking charge of her damn self. And oh, <laughs> Everything that I love. Um, that's another one. Did you just start chewing
2: on your microphone?
0: Like, that was just... Maybe.
2: <laughs> the sounds that come out of that side of our podcast are sometimes just, like, <laughs> uh, like just confounding. Like, you have no idea, like, how, what those sounds are. No, I'm, I'm loving it. It's the greatest. Here, yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> okay. And I just read... Uh, that Kind of Guy by Talia Hibbert, which is this demisexual hero. I th- actually think I just reread it. I don't know. It's one of those... A lot of Talia Hibbert books for me are like a... um, They're a mm-hmm. comfort read, you know? Like when I I just am having a day or I hate a book that we're reading or whatever, I'm just like, there is good in the world and Talia Hibbert writes it. Um, So that's one. And...
2: Let me see. Um, I'll say I haven't read this recently. H- honestly, I have time. I'm a slower reader, uh, very slow by romance standards. Yeah. I did not read a book a week before starting this podcast. So <laughs> finishing a book in a week has been like a huge struggle for me. So usually what I've been reading lately is just whatever we're reading for the podcast. Um, But I will say we had a little bit of break uh. A couple months ago and i read a book by uh, another uh, an alaskan author uh aaron mm-hmm. mcclellan called clean break it's the second book in uh, her series um of which i have not read the first one i've only read this one but i heard the first one was really good um and it's a male male new adult romance it's a enemies to lovers story oh with, you like, love some, an enemies to lover i love an enemies to lover oh. with like some spanking. Yeah. Um, it's just it was just very. Uh, it was just little catnippy, little light read that I really enjoyed.
1: Yeah, Clean and I just read. Okay, so I I just bought the um, hilariously ever after compilation by so many authors that you know. I'm trying to find like going through my Kindle, trying to find the start of it, slash the end of it, and all those things. Um, but I just read. I think it's called Pucked by Helena Hunting, and on paper it should be everything that I hate because it's a hockey. It's a.
2: I didn't know you read a hockey. I read a hockey, dude. Yeah, I forgot to hockey. tell you. I forgot to tell you. Uh,
1: everything you talk
2: to me. No, it's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I read a hockey,
1: um, and it's like not only that, but it's like the the heroine is a little bit like slut shamey but. The only way that it makes it good is because it's equal opportunity slut shaming. It's not just like, oh, look at those puck bunnies. It's also like, ugh, look at that guy, you know, with like all the puck bunnies or whatever. So it makes it a little bit better. Anyway, it was wonderful. It was like this little rom com romp and I loved it from start to finish. Oh, there's a monster cock. And you know, like that's not always, you know, it's I'm not always here for a monster cock.
2: I was here for oh, it. Oh shit. It's, ah! <laughs> You're here for an alien monster cock. Oh, You're here sure. for a bigfoot monster cock. Listen, How I am no. not
1: here for an earthly monster cock. How oh dare you, you I just... want to and just try to be all demure? <laughs> I don't know about monster cocks. <laughs> I'm just saying that a lot of times in romance novels there are monster cocks, and I'm like, I don't think you need one. I think that he can just know what to do with his average cock. <laughs> you know, that's all <laughs> I'm just, saying.
2: He does
1: say that. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hilariously ever after was a wonderful little purchase and um, Helena hunting is, is part of it. That's like plenty.
0: Is there anything else you want to add? <laughs> Other than the fact that Melody and I are going to talk again on Tuesday yeah. night. Um, it's going to be video. Oy.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I would say if we, if we I were to, to plug really anything like except for just our podcast, even if you don't listen to our podcast, but you're a romance person, we have this Facebook group that's a closed book. Closed book. Closed group. <laughs> yep. Um Called the <laughs> Heaving Bosom's Geriatric Friendship Cult. It's kind of an inside joke from the podcast, right. but it is just over a thousand members. So it's pretty small for like a-, for a Facebook you know, group. A yeah. Romance yeah. Facebook it's group. It's bigger than our and wildest dreams not, ever allowed, but it's small. not- a group. Yes, that's true. There's no assholes in that book. No. Not one asshole. It's incredible. Um, So if you're an asshole, don't join it. But if you are not... And you're looking for a place where you can just, like, talk about anything. Um, where you can go to just,
1: like, have a have a pump me up. We just had a person, like, take a selfie and be like,
2: hey, I couldn't share this on my regular page, but I'm feeling kind of
1: proud of, like, this thing. And, of course, I was like, oh, my God, you look gorgeous. And, like, there were 300 comments, you know, immediately. Yeah. Um, it's just a lovely, lovely place to exist, and it's funny, and everybody is just whip smart, and it's just one of those the most supportive places I've ever experienced,
2: and it's incredible.
1: I love yes, it.
2: Yes,
0: yeah. Will you send me a link, please? So I could put it in oh, the show. Oh sure, box? yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, I will make sure to specify no assholes. No asshole.
2: asshole. We'll kick you out. We've got four moderators. We do. We have become no murderers. Sort of. (laughs) We haven't had to murder anyone yet. But you know, future assholes. It happens.
0: And you know, you're in Alaska. It's easy
2: to dispose of a body. It is. It is. I could do a whole podcast on that, (laughs) but we will not do it here. Yeah, we will refrain.
0: I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. You can find the Heaving Bosoms podcast on their website, heavingbosoms.libsyn.com. And they're on Twitter at heaving underscore bosoms. But I, of course, will link to every place. And if you search Heaving Bosoms in the apps that you use to listen to podcasts, they will show up right at the top and you should absolutely subscribe. You can find me at sbjpodcast at gmail.com, or you can get in touch with me by phone and leave a message at one 371 3272 However you like to get in touch with me, I love hearing from you. So please feel free to email me all of your ideas and suggestions. And of course, I will not forget to link to the Heaving Bosom's Geriatric Friendship Cult on Facebook. This week's podcast sponsor is More Mafia, book two in the Mafia series by Anne Royal-Nicholas. Mafia book club member and celebrity talent agent Quinn is returning from business in Japan when she sees her fellow Muffs' former Israeli lover Udi, who is supposed to be dead. Back in LA, the Muffs agree, Udi's probably alive, but it's too dangerous to find out. Quinn's resolution to become a better person, dump her married lover, commence online dating, resume pole dancing class, hits a roadblock, when her boss, Jamie, confronts her with compromising photos and threatens to fire her. Now Quinn must find out who's trying to sabotage her, urged on by former SEAL team member and borrowed by the book private investigator, Frank Sexton. While her fellow muffs are busy with myriad antics and planning a swanky benefit for Alzheimer's disease, Quinn finds herself falling for Frank. And as the eve of the benefit arrives, her deepest wishes just might come true. More Mafia and all the books in the Mafia series— can be found wherever books are sold and are also available digitally. Find out more at nicholas.com. Today's podcast transcript, as always, hand-compiled by Garlic Knitter, thank you, Garlic Knitter, is sponsored by The Winemaker's Wife by Kristen Harmel. Fans of The Tattooist of Auschwitz and Martha Hall Kelly will love this heartfelt, compelling novel set in World War II France. When Inez marries Michel, owner of the storied champagne house Maison Chauveau, she never imagined their lives would be ripped asunder by the specter of war. But now they face a vital choice. Do they join the resistance against the Nazis occupying the region, or does that pose too great a risk for them and the people they love, including Céline, the Jewish wife of their chef du cave? The daring, sometimes rash, decisions they make have consequences stretching long beyond the war to the present day and a precious secret hidden in the champagne cellars of Chauveau. Pop Sugar calls The Winemaker's Wife a heart-wrenching story about how one decision can change our lives, perfect for fans of The Nightingale. And Armando Lucas Correa, author of The German Girl, says once you start reading this moving novel, you will not be able to put it down until you reach the last page. The Winemaker's Wife by Kristen Harmel is on sale now wherever books are sold. Find out more at simonandschuster.com. Hello, Patreon supporters, and thank you for being awesome. I deeply, deeply appreciate your support. Every time I get an email that there is a new pledge, I get so excited, and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate each pledge that you make. If you would like to join our Patreon community, patreon.com slash Bledges start at $1 a month, and your support means everything, so thank you. The music that you are listening to is the Peat Bog Fairies. This is Strictly Sambuca from their album Black House. You can find it on Amazon and on iTunes and wherever you get your funky, funky music. Now, I always end with a bad joke, and this week is no exception. This one's pretty terrible. You ready? Okay. Don't say I didn't warn you. What? Is a mathematician's favorite type of toilet paper? Give up. What is a mathematician's favorite type of toilet paper? Multiply. Isn't that terrible? (laughs) Multiply. And it's amazing how the uh, choice of toilet paper in your home makes such a difference in your daily life. I did not know until I was old enough to, you know, shop for my own supplies like that, where I was like, wow, this makes quite a difference. That joke comes from Clark Fishing on Reddit. Thank you. And if you need more dad jokes, well, end of every episode, I provide one because I'm a terrible human being. (laughs) On behalf of everyone here, we wish you the very best of reading. Have a great weekend. And we will see you back here next week.